Hey guys, welcome to Fika with Rice, a podcast about life hacks, inspirational life stories, routines, and keys to success. I'm Frederick Van Hoon, and let's get this Fika started. Welcome to episode three by Fika with Rice. In this episode, I meet the amazing Joel Adren, a Swedish actor, stuntman, and a martial artist who has starred at the latest Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker, The Kingsman, Ip Man, The Witches TV show, which you can find on Netflix and many others. We'll hear the amazing life journey Joel has had so far by moving to China at a young age, becoming fluent in Mandarin, and working with his biggest idol Jackie Chan, and how he approaches his life from social media to fame and life as an actor. This is his story. Let's go. Welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank for you. you. <laughs> for you guys listening out there, we met a few years ago in Shanghai while watching a, a Muay Thai Thai boxing fight. Uh, since that day, I like to call Joel the, the Swedish Bruce Lee because you were wearing uh, Bruce Lee. Um, uh, you were wearing about this that day. I seriously forgot about this. This was the event that Tomer held on some top floor, was it? Was exactly. Some... Yeah. yeah. Cool. Very good, Joel. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought by starting um, this conversation by asking you, you moved to China when you were 16. What did, you, what did your well, mom I didn't, do that? I didn't move to China when I was 16. I went to China the first time, and that was okay. probably the first influence for me making the decision to move to China and at that okay. point it was it was probably more of like a vacation trip like a, a, a wushu training camp so it was like quite normal for kids just a bit farther away like yeah sure go to this summer camp in China be a bit like crazy and come back um, but then when I was 19 I actually moved to China yeah and that <laughs> and continue on that so at that point everybody was like yeah you go you go no problem you will be back in like half a year or something <laughs> and and i wasn't i kind of got stuck so yeah my mom i think they all but they also super supportive my mom and my dad we kind of like we come from a family of 14 so i was just i just loved everything that was a bit like different alternative to the martial arts and, and getting into stunts and movies and everything. I think it, it started when I was young. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Sweden myself, Joel, so I mean, I, I completely understand. I mean, most folks are really interested in ice hockey or, or, or soccer, right? Football in, in Sweden. So yeah. Oh, yeah. how did you get into martial arts? I mean, you, you said you started when you were 14, like what? Yeah, 13 or 14. I, I don't know. I think... Uh, I think it literally was like something because it's it's nobody like nobody in the family does it like the family is doing uh, more musicians in the family more, like a lot of artists in this family and I did play football and sucked at it when I was like 12 13 and I'm like whatever this is like cooperating with people it was just a lot of ah, I don't know and then I watched this matrix um movies and I was like yeah this is different uh, so they had this um, this school in Gothenburg with like actual Shaolin monks. Uh, like um, they, yeah, they were actually from Shaolin, China, and uh, yeah, just started to train there. And 
and that was kind of and also them that they were quite some characters right because they are actually chinese as didn't speak the best swedish um and obviously came from a very different culture so by training with them and seeing how they kept themselves and yeah that was um yeah that just got me more interested in the culture and everything what did they teach you about life yeah there's always some kind of like comments like some spiritual comments oh this is life is it's it's all about relaxing and there was always something small but it wasn't like a special thing it was more like the the it was more the respect i think like any martial arts will have it. it i don't think it's a difference between kung fu and different martial arts and of course when i was a small kid it was it was super important for me that kung, kung fu this martial art is the only way this is this is the only thing that is working in the streets which is not it's probably the worst martial art you could ever train if you actually want to like protect yourself but it's really cool and it's really like uh, uh it, very good training physically and um and the whole the whole philosophy behind the monks in shaolin training is that they train their mind meditating and everything and they train their body physically in the same time so so they kind of in order to have a uh healthy mind you need to have a healthy body yeah that was cool quite quite interesting I mean speaking about Shaolin and the Shaolin um the Shaolin monks I mean you um you were living there right for a while at the yeah. Shaolin temple in China like yeah. how was that to live there it's quite interesting I mean of course the first time I went when I was 16 years old I went to Shaolin that was like a training trip and then everything was so new like it was just crazy um because of course this is like a small part of china this is not like shanghai or beijing or or like it's not a lot of westerners so you walk around and just by being white uh, caucasian you are uh, it, it's it's a weird thing i think it can that part of it can be like a ego boost which is not the best for people but it was cool when i was 16 years old and then when i was 19 i went back the plan was just to have more of it uh, after high school and 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 dive into it more so I went back uh stayed my plan was to stay there for a, a year I stuck around for about four months uh and I think it was for about four months it took me about four months to kind of see through the illusion not illusion but it's it's quite commercialized and it's quite I don't like to say fake but it's a little bit fake because now it's a lot of a lot of schools in Shaolin like a lot of what it is it's not really what it was it's to make money or 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 just straight like military training it, and the actual training um i'm sure there's there's good places for training because there's so many schools in this place it's a, it's a small city called dongfeng and it's just full it's like the school i was in was uh full, i think it was like 6000 students in in the school training like every day it was like two three sessions a day and uh, you run in the morning at five, stand in lines and you do it's quite like patriot patriotic so you stand in lines and sometimes you have to sing the chinese national song and stuff and count your number that's uh, in chinese and it's very strange and of course it's like you see the teachers beating the students and it's very different it's very like i don't know 
Um, it was interesting, but it felt like it wasn't how I pictured, you know, this, if you have what, what like any of those uh, daggers, beautiful, crabby and dragon, like those movies, the um, Ang Lee movies and, and uh, Johnny Mo movies, they're very spiritual and very beautiful. And yeah, when I was there, it felt more like it's just like a factory of kids to get like, like, martial arts kids and the actual training is not very scientific so a lot of people will hurt themselves and of course it's a lot of like business happening there like a lot of people actually earn money from having uh, foreigners come there and train and there's a lot of yeah you, you, you've been in china so you know how it is in china so yes uh, it's very much about earning the money and making your living and uh, the whole thing of you know being a monk and not having the the materialistic possessions it kind of got lost i think there might be some places in dongfeng and around where they have that 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 philosophy left but majority of it is uh, commercialized and, and and like a tourist attraction uh, so after four months i decided to move on and i went to shanghai i literally called beijing sport university that it didn't pick up i called shanghai and they were like yeah what's up I'm like, can I come and train with you? And they're like, yeah, come, no problem. So I just went there. So that's also like, and that was a good choice because Beijing is not as good as Shanghai, you know, as well. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, I mean, everything is sub subjective, but I really like Shanghai, yeah. I think, I think if you meet, speak with anybody, any expat or foreigners that are living in both cities, they will like objectively say that Shanghai is a nicer place to live. I have a lot of friends in Beijing, but it's just a different, it's a bit rougher. Yeah, it has a different vibe. That's for sure. Very it has a different vibe. vibe, yeah. Could be, pro it's probably less specialistic and probably more like alternative, but it's also everything, uh, the, the smog, the pollution, and uh, uh, it's not as westernized. So it's, it doesn't feel as uh, cultured. I, don't quote me. Somebody could be super pissed of me saying this, but personally, subjectively, I prefer Shanghai. So it's yeah. okay. But so wait, wait. You just called the university then in Shanghai. And I was literally yeah. You called their hotline and you were not afraid. Like, what did you feel uh, when when they said, "Okay, okay, you can come"? I just I was literally just looking for a different. I was like, this place, this Shaolin place is. Um, it wasn't actually Shaolin, it was a school beside Shaolin, but this school, this area, it, it's not what I want. I want to actually improve in my martial arts and, and you know, uh, feel like I'm progressing and it's it's very strange. I didn't get the right vibe from it. Uh, so, yeah, I called and I was just happy that it, they picked up because then I had um, the second step. I could leave that place and continue in uh, hopefully a better school, which it was, was better for training. All right, let's go back a little bit more to your childhood, Joel, because, I mean, a tall, handsome, blonde, Swedish guy moving to China, like, something must have I happened. Tall, I, I, tall I was, probably, but handsome, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I think super average general, just that anyone that moves to China, because you look a bit different, you will get, like, an ego boost because people actually take notice. I always, always liked adventure. Um, I did uh, work on this boat in, in the Gothenburg Harbor, Harbor, like a big, four to five meter big boat. And we went to, we sailed to Scotland 
and that was uh, it's not nothing to do with martial arts or anything but it was uh, when i was 15 or something and that was quite cool and just like right you can do something there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with your life you can do a lot of like different and fun stuff and that was like three days between norway and scotland i think it was like three days without any sight of shore so you just and we worked on the boat um so it's like four hours on four hours off i was maybe i was 17 and 15 feels like young probably 17 <laughs> but yeah it's just like it's like this this youth boat but cruise thing but quite simple but it was it was it was quite interesting and uh, uh yeah like those experiences kind of i think it translated into my life now because i enjoyed them that much that i pursue things and then yeah my actual work is traveling and and being in different locations sometimes on boats and or whatever and and working in this this movie industry so um he might have had an influence i can imagine okay yeah. joel i mean you spoke about ego boost i think that's a really interesting subject you know yeah. i think especially in today's society with instagram and social media and all of that have you had like uh did you ever have an ego issue or yeah i definitely had. i definitely had. i'd like to think that it peaked in a negative way when i was in the 20s 20 something uh also because i feel like it's it's a mix of um uh not being super educated or like you know a high school student quite simple-minded maybe you know and just traveling and then i was in shanghai and doing my stuff and maybe when i the, the first project i did when i was like 23 24 i already started to study uh, not a bachelor de degree in, in shanghai then yeah i feel like then uh yeah i did some some uh some TV work and um, I think I thought I was a little bit more than I was and then it, it kind of like it, it went the other way I'm like oh am I doing this job just because I'm like white in China or am I act, like can I actually perform this would this work and be viable if I did it like in West you know like doing action work stunt work or working these like small roles um, and then I was like, okay, I need to train really hard and actually like, you know, build some skills. And I think at some point I, um, I did some different work uh, on, on some Chinese movies, but then I got to, to work with an international team from Canada and from uh, uh, the States. I quite mixed with some incredible talented people when I was like 24. And you just look around and you're like, damn, like they are top athletes. To the right and to the left and they really perform and that was kind of like an ego check um and after that i think i'd like to think that i started to like you control it a bit more and you're like okay this has to base on like knowledge and and some skills and you have to work for something and if you can achieve something through hard work then that's cool but yeah i'm i'm not a big fan of like uh all the social medias i keep like a, not like a low profile, but compared to like what a lot of people in this business have, it's quite like quite chill because I don't. Uh, it's a lot of reposting and and a lot of um, uh, stre strategy with with the the fans and stuff. 
No, I mean, you're very humble, at least on social media, you know, when that's this right. what, you know, Joel. I think I, I try to, I think, I like to imagine that it was because I had this boost when I was quite like young. Like if I didn't have this kind of like, I had this ego boost and, and kind of, I felt, and then I kind of saw myself, I'm like, oh, this is actually not that cool. And then I'm like, ah, then I, let's just like change. I will not do, it was like, uh, more like some, some acting roles I did. I, I didn't perform well, I didn't act well, but it was some, some, some TV shows in China. And it felt like they costed me. It wasn't like really costing. Sometimes they just, you know, introduction stuff, but they didn't cost the talent. They were just like, oh, what is the look? You look like that. Cool. And then I'm like, all right. So, but, you know, what is Asian like cinema known for? It might not be like the, the Oscar of acting, at least those TV shows, the small ones. So I was like, if I work on the action side of it, that might be something that actually can translate into the Western movie business. And, and that's something I feel like uh, working with your body and, and, and some concrete, some skills. Uh, yeah, it, it's more, it felt more actual and less fake. And then it felt like I, I kind of ego check myself because yeah, if you can do that move, then you can do it. If you can't, then you can't. It's, it's more like on the paper, like, you can't be like, you can't fake yourself. Like there's so many people like amazingly good. It's so easy to see who's better. Like, yeah. And then the more you work in the movie industry, the, the, the more humble you get because you work with some like Olympic gymnasts. You work with like all black belts and different martial arts and whatever. If you're good at something, there will always be like so many people better at something else. And, and then if I, will like it's it's like a mental way to see it if i want to improve myself it doesn't help me to think that i'm better than other people and compete with them it, it's way better to 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 see yourself as like oh i'm the worst in the room let's just ask them how do you do that move well like th that was super cool like what what can and everybody that is like almost everybody does it is quite in their skill are super open and they're like yeah yeah oh that's super easy so you just think like that and and you start to learn from people to the right and to the left and everybody in the movie industry have a lot of different skills so you can pick and it works better to be humble and and um, and see yourself as like like worse in the group kind of than, than think that you would like better yeah well i mean kind of super badly formulated the sentences but yeah you know, I'm a firm believer of uh, my parents. They always told me that, hey, uh, Freddie, you know, remember that uh, you become the average of your friends. Um, yeah. So ensure that you have good, good-hearted friends and good people that you look up to because you're going to be draw drawing yourself towards that. And it seems that it happened to you, you know. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that as well. It's, it's a very good uh, way of seeing it. And that's also why I'm like, um, even back in Gothenburg here, I'm like just out on the field and, and relaxing. And I'm like, look to the left and one guy doing like this perfect one-handed handset. I'm like, I always wanted to learn that. I'm just walking around like, hey, bro, that was amazing. How do you, and we start to chat. And it's like, oh, he's, he's a circus guy. He just moved here from Denmark, cool. And, and now the training every second, because he's all, he enjoys training. And it, it's kind of, 
sharing the same mindset so you connect fast because he reached that far by having the same mindset i think uh of course i'm training really really hard uh so yeah kind of this this like sponge of like looking for things to learn and being open to 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 new stuff uh and value like the knowledge and, and the skills of the people around you it's uh, super important where does that curiosity come from with joel to to do judo and having that discipline to like try and, and do all these these sports you know at the same time because they're all different um, i think i mean i think it's just to, from from i met so many incredibly good people and i think it's also like as you work with them and as you get physically more capable you also start to speak the language or you start to see why they are good at the stuff you're like he is amazingly good at this while other people would just be like oh that's a like athlete but like you get interested in the moves and you're like shit like i can't do it but i can see that there's so much practice behind it and you get interested um and yeah i've been i mean like to work with some amazing gymnasts and parkour people and different disciplines then you just like it's 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 a curiosity just just to get better and then basically as well the job of being a stuntman i mean depends on how you see the job but i i, I like to see it as uh, it's it's good if you can actually it's almost like you want to be the superheroes what the superheroes are in the movies like you want to be as close as that as possible you can't be of course because they're flying wherever they but you want to be as close and train as much stuff as possible to get close to that like when you need to perform because often the, the actual superheroes have some of the most incredible stunts uh doubles and stunt people performing for them uh, so so it's just like a motivation of like if if i get a chance of doing that movie i want to be prepared and have as much knowledge as possible and uh, speak you know this every martial art have their own kind of vocabulary and, and moves and, and and just more proficient in in everything and yeah at this point i'm very average at uh, a lot of things and i want to slowly build up some more skill level it's it's, it's super cool it's uh, yeah it is cool i mean uh, i'm i'm very impressed joel you know uh, it's super cool to, i mean i've seen you jumping around for for many years on social media you know and doing all your your training and so on i think it's really cool um and you're touching on your um, on your job you know on your profession uh as a stuntman what's the number one role of a stuntman and stunt people basically sort out the the safety in a movie and and choreograph um sequences it can be fight sequences or or uh, car driving sequences or something on fire it's it's uh, almost anything action in a movie involves a stunt team and the stunt team has a lot of different roles in it with proficient people at different things because you can't be the best horse rider and car driver in the same time uh, so normally you have different people um specializing in different things for for me uh, personally i i find the passion into the fight and choreography side of it um to be doubling performers in fight sequences uh, or or being a character that might 
uh, fight with a, a actor. Um, and that's really uh, exciting for me because then you have the martial arts and it's also more performing while other parts of it might be more technical. Like uh, you have people that work with the rigs doing the, the wire setups. And that's, that's super high level of almost like engineering of figuring out the, 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 the physiques of it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just um, it's a lot of different, uh, different roles. So it's quite a wide spectrum of people you find in a stunt team. If a actor couldn't perform a sequence of something, then a stunt team and a stunt performer could help him either to double him um, using face replacement or, or just be as close as possible with a wig or something. Um, or, or the stunt team will train the actor for, for a longer time so he can, he can perform himself. Um, and, and, and that's probably more where I have been working, either to double or to perform with an actor in a so-called fight team in a stunt team. I see myself as very average in, in, as, as a fight performer, but uh, because there's so many incredibly good performers. Um, but I'll be lucky because uh, uh, I'm quite tall and uh, there's not that many tall uh, martial artists uh, and stunt performers. So, so I've been lucky in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that the stunt people, you know, and professions like yourself, they are not getting enough creds, you know. That's my humble opinion, at least. You know? I, I, I would agree, also because there, I think the stunt industry has changed a lot. Uh, maybe back in the days, it was more, more brutal and more like just rough guys that, that could take a hit. And of course, like stunts nowadays, also you, sometimes you would need to take a hit, but a lot of times it's quite, uh, it's quite, um, you, you need to, to, to be analyzing and, and figure out. So if you think uh, in a movie, the different characters, every character has a different story and say this character, why would he move in the way that he moves? What kind of movement patterns would he, would he be closer to that martial arts or that martial art? And why would he do it? Or so, so you, you need to break down and have a lot of different martial arts, a lot of different special, um, specialized people to, to be able to create choreographies that will work for the different characters. Of course, I don't create, that's a fight coordinator's role. It's, it's further above me in, in the uh, hierarchy of stunts. I'm, I'm a performer, but there's uh, the, the, the fight uh, choreographers. They're super creative. And the, the, so, and the stunt coordinators as well, like to, to see the whole picture and, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's very creative, and I think it's uh, it's art artistic as well. So for sure, it should. Um, I think it's worth more price prices like the Oscars. I think um, I think that would be logical in the future. But yeah, it is what it is. I agree with you. You know, I think um, I mean a lot of the work that the stunt people are doing as well uh, is is highly highly technical you know like you need to be extremely skillful you know um while at the same time be immune for injuries right yeah. i mean you're taking a lot of hits uh, if you're doing fights and, and stunts you know you might not be jumping from buildings but you might be 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 um, 
practicing some some fight moves that will be in a movie. Yeah, no, it, it's it's correct. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think it's a bit strange that there is no recognition because there's a lot of recognition for every different departments and, and the Oscars and and different awards, uh, but nothing for stunts. And I think it's just a, it's an old picture of stuntmen as being brutal and not educated and 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 uh, which is not correct anymore. Now most stunt people are very physically able and they, they come from uh, from years and years of training and it's also it's all, not only physical but also being able to to understand characters and break it down so, so yeah I think it's worth it for sure yeah. Joel, what are some of the most common misconceptions about stunts I mean I, I I guess I guess the picture of a stuntman just like you know being a daredevil and just like being crazy and just jumping off cliffs and stuff or like jumping off a roof um you know many times the stunt department is 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 super cautious and 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 you know to avoid injury like you almost overdo it to to overthink what could be dangerous here and it's almost like you know like actors are like no no, no it's okay it's okay and we're like no like we need to like this thing has to be padded this thing has to to be looked over um, so it's almost like um, as you work in, in stunts, you start to see things before and you get not paranoid, but you, it's, it's more safe. It's incredibly safe how we see. And, and if there's something of a dangerous or something high fall that's been rehearsed for, for days, maybe weeks, um, until edit incremental, maybe you start from a low height or, or start with a low pressure if it's a wire stunt with a, with a ramp pulling um, and then build it up. So as a performer, you feel confident as, uh, as the coordinator, they would feel confident that you can perform this without injury. Because of course, if, if any injury on set is uh, it's not good, it's not good for the performer, it's not good for the stunt team. So. Um, yeah, that's a misconception. That's really interesting. Well, that's interesting to know. I mean, because I've seen yeah. you, man, like you're injured at least once per year, no? Or, I mean, yeah, you're injuries. But, like, it's, it's, I think it's, uh, most of the times the injuries doesn't come from actual stunts, and I couldn't blame anyone else. I couldn't be like, oh, that coordinator or something. No, it's, it's, it's normally me doing, um, a bad judgment uh, in training or something, or it's just because we move so much. Um, when you train as a stuntman, you have training periods where you train for morning, you start in the morning at eight o'clock and stretch, maybe sometimes seven o'clock to stretch, and then you do choreographies the whole day and you just rehearse it. So the, the quantity of moves you do are so many that the, the, the risk exponentially get higher. I think if you just you know do something over and over again someday you might be a little bit tired even if it's quite late i think there might be a risk of you injuring yourself so my injuries i haven't had that many i had my my acl uh and my ankles and uh, i think most of them were in training uh i might have i think i did one ankle in one movie but yeah it's um I think I think most people that train a lot would injure themselves, and uh, most of the times it's it, it, it's not from big stunts. At least not for me. I've been lacking that since. 
I mean, when you when you're injured, I mean, you can't work, right, Joel? You can't train for for many months. What do you tell yourself? To so I mean, I was you can always train something. So like when I did my ACL, I started to try to 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 do more handstands, and you can I want to lift more weights because uh, of course when you are fixed in different machines and doing like bench press or something it, it, that doesn't involve the knee you can always just switch to train training a little bit but yeah the training is probably dialed down and it's more towards rehab training and and, and so on and it's, it's not fun it's uh it's not it's not fun for anyone that's you know working physically i mean i'd say this is the same for any performer say like a circus artist or or um yeah anything like that when you rely on your body or say that you are are an athlete and you injure yourself i think it's quite similar it's not fun but you you, you just like reset your mind and like okay now i work from this level i need to the next step is this and this and this and you work yourself up that's how i did uh, or dealt with it but then um, yeah if i would uh, injure myself again that would suck but yeah no, it's it's always ways to get get around it, and um, I like I did some traveling as well when I uh, after injury just just to to get some new inspiration. I did some free diving because that doesn't really you you can still dive underwater with a bad knee. You just you can still do stuff. You just have to figure out what you can do. Yeah, I mean, where do you find a motivation, Joel? Because a lot of people get injured and they're like, well, you know what? I feel so bad for myself. I'm just, I deserve to be in my sofa, to feel sorry for myself, have my Coke, candies and pizza. And just, I want to take this time to recover myself, you know? How do you, how do you, I mean, I have the same mindset as you, you know? Like, if I can't work my legs, I'll work my arms, you know? Yeah. Uh, where do you think that motivation or discipline comes from, Joel? I don't know. I mean, I I just enjoy the work so much. Yeah, enjoy pursuing this picture of of the ultimate stuntman or like like being a really physical and really able person that can do a lot of different things in the same time. And it's just like I want to get back to it as soon as possible, and then you just get you know that because I had a couple of injuries and and yeah broke my ankles and 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 then after a while i could do the same things and i could improve and and get learn new stuff anyway so it's you know that you can push past almost any injury of course the acl and the knee was the worst i mean surgery and everything but then uh, i don't think it's something very special for me because a lot of people in my career has this and they have had worse injuries like really bad ones and, and push back from it I think it's it, when you are in this, this when you see yourself as this moldable thing that you know can learn and it's not set. Whatever you you learn from different people and you try to okay, I can't do this. I will try to remold myself to do this, and it's then then I guess you will just use that picture to okay, now I'm a worse mold or I'm an injured person, and then you just start to work on it again, kind of. Well, let's talk about free diving. Like, I'm, I, I came across this French uh, free diver. He's, supposed, he's supposedly the world champ or something when it comes to going really deep. Yeah, um, French people are super good at it. Or like they, yeah. they have a couple of good French divers. 
yeah i don't know why <laughs> but anyway yeah, yeah. Like, why what what made you decide that okay i'm gonna invest money to to go on free dive you know and i'm gonna invest money to travel i mean yeah i think that was also a decision i made quite early in the career because i, I in the beginning i was back in shanghai and shanghai is a quite materialistic spot and i was thinking i need to buy an apartment here soon and then you just look at the prices and you're like oh i get a bit depressed and you work really hard and you put the money on pile and you're like i'm still not close to it fuck and then at some point i was like fuck this is not fun and some i think yeah somebody a friend of mine uh a director uh he, he had planned this trip and i was like yeah fuck it then just join and that was a scuba diving trip. So I went down to, to do that thing. I did two courses in scuba. And then at the trip, I met some people doing free diving. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's just super interesting. Like uh, free diving, it, it's such a different sport. It's the only sport where you work and try to lower your heartbeat. As any other sport, as I know, um, you will increase your heartbeat. You will you will work yourself, and and this is like calming yourself down as much as possible to be as efficient as possible, and then swim and ultimately just sink down. And it's very spiritual. It's quite uh, spiritual and quite like, yeah, it's quite cool and very scientific. Like you sit and you 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 study the the carbon dioxide in your blood and the oxygen and different levels and the something called MDR mammals die response which is just crazy basically when you are before you're born in your mom's womb everybody is in this state called mdr and it's basically something like a not coma but you like this state of just comfortable um almost like meditation and your blood is is, is kept in the internal organs and um your mind is almost like yeah like 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 super calm it's almost like you're high and this same thing will happen when you do free diving um as you train it underwater and it can just the only way of reaching this is to be underwater pressure and having cold water in, in the face and a slight lack of oxygen and then slowly the body will like restart this mdr thing and i think that i'm i just which like 37 years down, so I'm super average as this uh, as well. But like the guys going deeper and deeper down, I imagine that when they come up, they feel like they're reborn again because they. So yeah, it's just super cool, and uh, yeah, it's so cool. It's worth of like it's worth investing money because it's and then it could translate into work in the future if a movie would look at somebody that has some more experience in the water. Still hasn't really worked out like that, but. Look, um, I, I did a lot of free diving. I love it. It's cool. Some scuba as well. It's, yeah, it's, it's any education, anything that builds on you, I think is worth it. So, yeah. I mean, I know we've been talking about that. I know that you like to, you know, like just have save a little, some money and invest in just educating yourself, like building your skills and something, just to have experiences and travel abroad to see different types of, of cultures, you know, because you never know who you're going to meet, you know. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in the end of the day, I mean, when you're 80 or 90 years old, you know, on your deathbed, I mean, you want to be remembering all the, not all yeah. the stuff 
of you both, but I mean, you want to be remembering like yeah, when you exactly. were and whatever that life was. Value. Yeah, I mean, I, I think somebody said that, you know, like if you see the value of my, like I, the computer I have or the phone I have, that it depreciates the value of something you buy, a car or something, with time it depreciates. But memories, like if the thing of me paying money to go somewhere, and then I learned something. I met a lot of people. I was in a different place with a different culture. That memory and that thing doesn't depreciate. And you can't really put it like, oh, my memory of this crazy trip was worse than your memory to this expensive Bahamas. It, it doesn't really work like that. So I think it's always like, it's always uh, super worth it. What's the most interesting place you've been to? You are. Ooh, uh, oh, I think I think maybe um, Qinghai province. I did a, a, a movie, a Chinese movie, and it was just so different. It, it was um, it's close to Tibet, so it's about three thousand five hundred meters heights, just just a plateau, Tibetan plateau, and it's incredibly beautiful nature, like super beautiful. Uh, this this Qinghai lake. Um, I think the Buddhists walk around the lake. And it takes them like months and the villagers will give them food to support. Um, it's quite like a special place like that. And also uh, it seemed like they had Muslims, Buddhists and, and Christian people living in the same village. And it's, it's quite like equally like 30, 30, 30%, 33 or something. Seemed like uh, and they seemed super peaceful and super nice. So it's, to me, that was like that was a super cool place. But then, yeah, Philippines was very nice, just beautiful, and it's a lot of cool places. It's just you can't compare. But that was a cool place. You spoke about spirituality before, Duel. Are you do you do you meditate? Are you spiritual? Do you consider yourself spiritual? Mm, I did speak. Did I say something? I did. I probably said mentioned spiritual. Um, yeah. I, I think I'm quite open. I'm not religious. Like, I don't follow any religion, but um, I'd like to think that it's probably something more than just, you know, what we know through science. And uh, I should meditate. I feel like that should be good for me, but I don't. Uh, you free dive instead. Yeah, I free dive instead. Yeah, no, but yeah. I, I probably should start to meditate. I always feel like that's a good thing. But um, yeah, I think I'm I'm just generally open to it, but I'm not like crazy, like practicing, you know. It's just more like, yeah, being open-minded about stuff. And, and when I hear about things, I'm, I love to speak and listen about it. Do you feel that you are sometimes in a meditative state when you are like in your zone? Like when you're doing kung fu or or jiu-jitsu or or judo or whatever that is, mm, yeah, I don't think I reached that. If that's possible to be in in martial arts, I haven't reached that state. In free diving, a little bit, yeah, because but that's like by definition you will reach like some kind of flow state because it's and that that and there are things I'm talking about. Um, and it's so peaceful and calm. Like you literally just like when your voice turns negative, you just fall down and it's beautiful. And yeah, maybe in free diving, but I think it's more because of the type of sport it is. Uh, in martial arts, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Sometimes you might 
just, you know, move around a bit and you just feel good. But yeah, maybe it's the type of martial arts uh, or maybe I didn't. Uh, I mean, maybe it's the type of sports that you don't. I, I imagine that if you do climbing or something that's more like time consuming and you like really have to focus and do something slow, you might, you know, that might be more of a flow state kind of sport. Um, but yeah, or maybe um, yeah, I just need to train more. <laughs> I mean, there's this Chinese um, slower martial art, right? Like Jack Ma is doing. Is it called Tao, Tao Chi? Tai, tai Chi, yeah. Tao Chi, yeah. Tai chi. Maybe something like that, right? Yeah, Jack Ma, that's, that's an interesting guy. He, he shot his own movie, martial arts movie, where you got Donnie Yen, Jackie Chan, and Jet Li to star. He's, he's so fucking rich. Uh, but he seems... Yeah, he loves Tai Chi. And I think Tai Chi is also one of those. It's, uh, it's quite... In China, it's very big. Like, also among, like, the, the elite, cultural elite in China. Like, they... Like doing tai chi is something, but that that might be a, a flow state sport, you know, martial art. Yeah, I'm curious to know. Prior to a movie, Joel, how do you prepare yourself mentally? Ooh, it depends on depends on. I mean, sometimes you don't know what's going to happen, and sometimes you know. And if you know what's going to happen, you try to prepare accordingly. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's. Uh, it really depends on the project, like because every project it, it, it can be so different from each other. Like one can be super physical, and another one will just be like stamina, like just being able to 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 be there and and like be focused for days in and days out. But um, yeah, I try to. I always try to train as much as possible, and then just to be in a like like physically healthy. If you train yourself to death just before a movie, that doesn't help too much either. So kind of like ease up on training a little bit and just like, and also be like, if you do a bit of traveling just before some work, that might be good as well because then you get some influences. You might get some more positive energy, something more uh, to, to bring into the next intensive like period of work. Uh, but it depends on, uh, yeah, it really depends on project you mentioned travel again joel it seems very like it's important to you what does <laughs> what does traveling mean to you mm, i don't know I, I i think it's just um fear of like cementing yourself and not changing and a lot of times when you if you say if, if i work in a project for a longer time and I get like mentally drained and exhausted, like to physically move to a different place. Often say it's uh, last time I was in Sri Lanka. Uh, it helps a lot to just be physically in a different place. And then it could be a culture where normally the um, East um, or the South Asian countries are more relaxed. So that will just by being there, people will like calm you down. Like, and then, um, uh and then it's also like you know water just being able to do some surfing in the water or swimming or diving or it's 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 a lot of things i like to do that's bound to non-european countries <laughs> like you can't do the things in in like europe you have to travel somewhere so that is it's like a good and yeah it just it just keeps you a bit more open and, and positive and and yeah it's, it's just good 
It's just I, good. Yeah, I agree. It's just good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I love traveling myself, you know, and, you know, I try to save and, and as soon as I have some time, I like to go somewhere and just change the, my state of mind, get to know another culture, get to meet some people from another culture, try to talk to them and, and to see how they're living. And uh, I mean, you can learn something from anyone, right? So, And it's also, it, it's humbling because you see people that sometimes are in worse financial position than you and they are more happy they're more chill and you're like oh it's it's uh you can get tied up to stuff especially when you're living in in bigger cities like like basing out of london or uh yeah shanghai big cities with like fast pace and 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 it's it's like you have to achieve something you have to achieve something big it's a uh, then it's nice to to have a break and and, and travel around and, and meet some like open warm people different cultures it's, it's true yeah. it's true though um you spoke about success there a bit what does success mean to you i think it's changed that kind of definition of success uh for me personally like and and when i was based in shanghai it was like oh i need to do like western movies to prove that I'm just like, then it was a lot of life. I want to prove that I'm not just doing this because I'm white in China, you know? Because I felt like maybe I am. Maybe I'm just doing this, like I'm just fooling myself. Maybe I'm good at this. It's just that there's not many people doing this, like no competition. And then, you know, as I got to to do more Western things and, and um, and, and bigger names of movies, which was my goal at the, at the time, just to be able to perform bigger productions with, you know, some of the top people in the world. And uh, it's, uh, when I did some of the biggest projects, I was very drained. And and and, um, and since I've been, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I feel like since I changed the motivation to not just be like, oh, I need to succeed with my career and do the biggest movies and earn the mostest money. That's not our word, but it felt good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it changed to to maybe do a bit shorter projects with like good friends. It doesn't need to be the biggest names, but you know something that yeah maybe it's 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 it's, it's people you are comfortable to to work with for a long time or or it's. Um, people that are really uh, motivating to work with or, or skilled uh, and maybe not working in huge segments like the eight, nine months segments of, of work on a movie. It's, it's quite draining uh, and it's not super sustainable for, I don't, for, for me personally, some people probably super comfortable with it. But for me, I, I like the feeling of that change, of that, you know, something new, something fresh and, and, and given take it not just yeah you don't work in this career because you want to do the same thing over and over again every day <laughs> that's you know so so um yeah nowadays i i want to find like a more balanced life of course working in movies i love it and and and, and nicer teams and and in places and improve myself personally um but yeah it doesn't need to be the biggest movie it doesn't need to be the highest pay just just 
things that you know I can grow from and makes me happy. That's really insightful, Joel. I mean, you didn't talk anything about you know you didn't associate success with nice house or cars or watches or nice clothes. I, I do like nice cars and nice houses, but I feel like that's that's a different thing. If you financially can get to have it, that's cool. But in itself, I feel like, yeah, you know, it's, it's in itself having the biggest house. And if you're not doing things you're happy with, just having a bigger house doesn't make you happy. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I, at some point, I want to, to buy some properties or something. But yeah, in itself, it's not a, a, a goal. It's, it's more like a, maybe a results or like uh yeah result of that as well yeah 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 no i mean that's well said you know i mean i know a lot of the listeners you know they're they're young and they associate a lot of them are associated success with uh i mean what they're seeing on instagram basically and social media yeah so. it's not i mean i don't i don't Social media, especially, I don't know. I, I get, I got quite tired of social media lately. It's uh, Facebook is all, I mean, it is a lot of fake news. It is a lot of weird stuff and dis like disinformation and just uneducated posts. Um, and Instagram is a lot of like, yeah, you just tweak your life to, to make it look better. And it's like when we grew up, we didn't have, like that thing to watch you know like instagram and pictures of of the coolest cars and the flying helicopters and like mansions and stuff but yeah it's probably tough for for kids nowadays to to see this and be able to like not get like buy that picture because um i think even the people posting it you can rent a plane like there's literally i heard that there's a place in la or, or california where you rent a private plane for like half an hour it doesn't take off it's just for you to take a picture walk like walking down the the like the door of a, of a private plane so so it's like and the same with mansions you rent a mansion for like an hour for some photos cool you look really successful but you're like what the fuck <laughs> uh, that's that's fake stuff i mean it's crazy yeah you're not gonna get happy from that you know yeah Nah, nah, you won't. No, yeah. I think I think if you have a passion, if you have something you try, like you like to do, do that. Like, and personally, I'm like, I'm just. There's so much things, cool things to do, and um, I think when you have the right mindset of like enjoying to be in a group of people that are better than you, and like being, like enjoying it, and not being like afraid of like seeing them performing better than then instead you you kind of soaking up information and, and being open i think that mindset you can apply it to almost anything and and uh, i think yeah i think that's a good good thing to to, to take is is philosophy a big deal in your life mm, i did take a course in philosophy in in, in a bachelor's degree in chinese and that's like using chinese and writing chinese and that was was awfully difficult i didn't understand like a word it was literally stuff like like if you translate the chinese meaning of it because it was it was like 
water, stone, heaven, walk, phone, brother. And they're like, oh, mm, yeah. Mm. They're like, yeah, in one week we have our final exam. Come <laughs> Somehow I passed it, but I don't know. Like, you know, it's, it's super interesting philosophy, but, but the courses I took, I don't understand that. I think, I mean, it's always easy to like, like sit down and, and speak with friends and, and just philosophize about it. But look, we're like 30 years old, like how much? It's, it's probably, yeah. I mean, I, I knew that you, you speak and, and write Chinese fluently, Joel, and, which is extremely inspiring and impressive, you know. Um, for anyone that is looking to learn a new language, I mean, are there any advices? Like, what are you... What, what were your hacks, so to speak? How were you able to learn the language so quickly? I mean, I think it's uh, uh, learning languages. It's very good to be social. Of course, if you live in the country where they speak the language, that's a big help. And for me, as at least, I, I learned best through doing things. So in my university, I was in the photography society. I did a journalist degree with a lot of photography and we were like a couple of people, me and a lot of Chinese and maybe some Japanese students and we went out and took photos together and then had the martial arts and with all of these groups I just spoke Chinese. And of course then when you actually are interested in what they do and, and we we speak about like techniques of doing stuff instead of like, you know, try to be like language buddies, which is like a lot of people try to do that, like expats and travel and you're like, yeah, let's like hang out and just speak. It doesn't work. Like you have to actually be interested in what this, like in the people. That helped, that worked a lot. Like you walked around and in the end, you don't think about the language. You just think about, you know, the composition of this photo or like this martial arts move or whatever it is and 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 speak about that. and and. You get a lot of new vocabulary related to this thing. Like I know all the aperture, ISO, and all of those those terms in Chinese, which is like super specific words, um, just because I hang with those people. So I think that helps uh, helps a lot. Like being social and and and, and doing things together with you know using the language with with people. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know the best way is just like try to be social just try to talk to people and i mean you're gonna make mistakes and who cares you're never gonna reach native level anyway you know just yeah. keep going just keep going yeah, i had um, a friend of mine from denmark came down to china i think it was in china for like a year and he did like the fastest improvement ever because we hanged out and of course at that point i've been in china for like three years and i've been studying for quite a lot so i I spoke quite like not well, but I, I I was quite fluent in it. I felt and um, when we walked around, like often I was sat in the, the the car and I was like giving the the, the taxi, giving the address, or you know uh, interacting with with the locals. Uh, but at the time I was hanging out with him, it was like Joel, shut the fuck up, let me do it. And he would sit down and would be like, Nanjing Dong. Look, like really work it, and the taxi driver is like, ah, oh, it's like sweating. He's like trying, what is this fucking foreigner saying? Like, and but in the end, it worked, and like he, like he really wanted to, like, like force this, like this interaction, and it, 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 it yeah. I mean, he he improved really fast. 
just because he was like, he, he wasn't lazy. And he was specifically like, I need to like say this myself, even if I say it bad, like he didn't give a fuck. But he was a very like, uh, he was a very interesting person as well. Yeah, let's say that if you if you were to have the opportunity to go back to yourself um, at at the time where you were studying at Fudan University, what advice um, would you have given yourself? I feel like it depends on I think my ego thing when I was not. Yeah, I think I was a little bit like out of uh, touch with myself in some maybe it was the earlier so Fudan. So probably if it was those years, I would be like, like, chill out, Joel, you're nothing. <laughs> like, don't think you're something because you did some few TV shows in China. Like, it's nothing. Like, uh, yeah, probably that. Or, or, or else, I don't know, man. I, I feel like my kind of route of going to China and doing, I, I, I got to do a lot of fun stuff. And it was not like a straight road. It wasn't like I want to become a stuntman and then... I did a stunt school and I became a stuntman. It was literally like one thing led to another and it was very organic. Uh, so I wouldn't really change much, I think. Um, with good and bad, it's, it's, I feel like it was good experiences. Yeah. I love that answer, you know. I, I speak to a lot of young people, you know, Joel, and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to the university, I'm going to study three years, and then I'm going to do my dog years in this bank. I'm going to work 90 hours, 100 hours per week. But then after a few years, once I've proven myself, I'm going to be getting a really good salary and I can slow down a bit. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess... I have the feeling that if everybody has the same idea of like how to map out their life, then you won't really stand out. Like, if you get my point, it's like, then a lot of people would have done the same thing. And then suddenly yeah. it would be like, so yeah, I mean, if that's what you really want to do, I guess. But yeah, I, 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 for me, at least it worked out quite well to like, you know, just pursue what I was passionate about. And sometimes, I mean, if it's, for example, if you're a musician, like to become a musician, that's incredibly difficult. But, but then still, it's like, it's possible. And if, if you do something you love, you probably will do it really good. And then eventually that will translate into uh, income and maybe a career. For me, the first, first years, it was just like a thing I did on the side from, from my studies in, in university. And then, but I, I enjoyed it. And I was like, this is fun. I don't know if this is actual job, but this is fun. And then I just you know, kept on doing it. And I'm like, fuck, this is actually a career. I'm curious to know, Joel, like over the course of the years before you were to, I mean, before you, before you were doing all these TV shows and so on, what did you tell yourself to keep going until the day you did your first like big movie with one of the big actors like Jackie Chan or, someone like that what did you tell yourself to keep going like all right i'm gonna keep fighting i'm gonna keep working hard i want to stay focused yeah i mean i was um when i started doing this i uh the beginning it was as, as i said it was like on the side from my university so i got something uh first year i think i did a extra part just saw the production i'm like this is cool but to be an extra actor, that's really not cool. So I'm like interesting of the process of making a movie, but 
and then then slowly I got some small parts and 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 some action things and um, when I really I think when I saw the Canadian team and like the international like really good performance I'm like I need to work so I mean I, I because I started with this when I was studying it didn't feel like I had to make a income the first years because I was still in school um, but um, yeah I, I don't know it was uh, it was almost like I guess when I quit like when I finished my when I graduated I, I, I had half a year when I was doing this and I'm like is this oh I don't know like this is will this work out uh, did some TV shows I went to Malaysia doing something but I was also like waiting for one and a half month for, for work and I'm like oh I don't know is this this feels I was quite worried and that I, I just kept on training and like yeah telling myself that hopefully <laughs> work out and then uh, yeah and since it's it's uh, it's been quite good but then I was quite one of the earlier movies I did was a Jackie Chan movie so so I was lucky because I got quite soon I got like a quite like nice feature part in, in Dragon Blade uh, doing a nice one-on-one action scene uh, very tough process of shooting it but uh, yeah it it uh, was good for my career and uh, and uh, kind of I've been quite lucky with the time like the timing when I was in China I was very busy so it just kept on going and when China slowed down I was already out of China doing stuff a bit more international so, so I've been super lucky with the timing but I think I think it's because I was a bit of a realist so when I was in China we, we a lot of a big group of people that were working like constantly like over and over again just a job and then as soon as that job finished next job is coming up it was like too easy but it felt like ah this might not be like this might not keep on going like this it might change and it did change but at that point i already had kind of like figured out to 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 how to get into more international movies so yeah good timing i don't know i i think that wasn't even an answer to the question i'm just I'm just saying words. Don't worry. Don't worry, Joel. Um, I mean, Jackie Chan, let me tell you. So I'll tell you a story. When I grew up, I was three years old. Yeah. And my brothers and my sister, uh, they were huge. I mean, they're still huge Jackie Chan fans. Uh, funny fact, when my oldest brother looks really like Jackie Chan, it's kind of scary. Yeah. But they, they used to play the Drunken Master on repeat on VHS for me when I was a kid. Alternating um, you. Yeah, and I, I fell in love, you know, like uh, Jackie Chan when he was younger, Drunken Master, and, and Bruce Lee as well. They became really big, like people that I looked up to because, you know, grew up growing up in Sweden, there are not a lot of Asians, you know. So yeah. I thought that was cool. And I grew up in a small town, you know, in, in Sweden, we're only 10,000 people and we didn't have any martial arts schools. We didn't have anything, you know, there was no Kung Fu, Jiu Jitsu or Karate or nothing. So I think that sort of died, you know, inside me and I did other sports, you know, and it was great. But I'm just saying that, you know, Jackie Chan has been, I mean, he had a huge influence when I grew up. So I want to ask you, when you met him, like, you did this first big movie with him. How did that make you feel being in this presence? 
I was super starstruck. I remember like the moment I actually met him was one of like those. It was like, yeah, it was cool. It was so fucking cool. But that was also quite early in my career. So I wasn't, I wasn't used to seeing like stars. Like nowadays it's like, you know, you get, you know, as a stuntman, it's like, you don't fucking walk up to a star and be like, hey, I'm a, I'm a fan. I love this movie. Give me a signature. No, like that does like, no, if you do that, you, you might be fired. And secondly, you get used to two stars. But at this point, it was like three years into my career, you know, and I didn't do anything big before, small TV shows and random stuff in China. So I'm on this set uh, on Dragon Blade. And I just remember I was walking uh, somewhere to, to the makeup tent or, or, yeah, and and like straight ahead of me, I see Jackie Chan and his manager walking towards me, and I'm like, "Whoa!" I'm literally like, I, I'm staring, but I'm like, "Don't let's not stare!" Like, let's, let's, fuck. And we're walking, and I'm like, "Oh, should I pass him the right or the left?" Oh, fuck! Oh, yeah. Oh, shit! And it's a little bit awkward. And his manager is just like, like, like waving me to the like, like take, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay." okay. And I'm like so timid like hey, like wanted to say something but didn't say anything and passed him and just as he passed me he's like looking over over the shoulder he's like hey welcome to the set like that was he was super cool hey man he was welcome to the set it's like so cool uh and he's he's uh, one of the, the more chill like you know actors and he's also like one of the guys like he he doesn't disappear from set he does everything like he he helps out with the props. He 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 will teach you choreography. You know that's that's not normally like like a, a star's role. The star's role is to portray the character. But Jackie loves the 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 process of filmmaking so much. So he's uh, taking part of every like he's often producing as well, of, of course. And then he's he's often taking part of every small thing. It's like hmm, this prop should be here, guys. Guys, come over. Let's move this prop. I mean, doing it. And then he's like doing this thing and it's like no 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 in this corner you take this and he's like moving us around and then um he's trying to learn our names he's like oh okay good morning good morning joel good morning learning learning the names and uh yeah yeah he's 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 a super warm like very humble and loves to tell stories like like he would tell stories about like rush hour and like to, to the guys on set and be like all fanboys like Wow, Mr. Jackie, tell us another story, please. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's cool. It was cool. A lot of fun. What have Jackie Chan taught you about life? It's work ethics, I, I guess. I mean, you can't. Yeah, when you work on a Jackie movie, you 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 don't feel like you work harder than Jackie. You feel like whatever you do, he's doing more. Like his work work ethics is really like insane. Like, like how he does everything and, and you know, being like happy and, and social as well and humble. But yeah, the work ethics. And you know, like you just know that this is like, this is not the beginning of his career. This is like what the movies I did with him. It's like, I don't know how many years, did he, like 30, 40 years of movies and like the 21st years of movies he did like the most death defying stunts, of, like crazy stuff. Like you never do those, like you aren't allowed to do those things nowadays. Like if you would do anything close to it, you would be on a safety line or like the things it did was not like a matter of injury. It was like, if you done like 
there's a mistake, you're dead. So yeah, just know that, yeah, it works really, really hard. The, the work ethics is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't met any successful people that don't work hard. I guess that's kind of like prerequisite. Um, I guess if you're like super lucky, you could be half lazy, but yeah, probably have to work hard. Yeah. Joel, when you're working or when, when you're on set or whenever you're preparing and whenever you feel unfocused or overwhelmed, what do you do? Ooh, I had many times like that. Like I had, like I had heavy, like, oof. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just cope with it. But sometimes I feel like I've been on productions when I'm like so tired. I'm like, I can't speak. And I'm like, yeah, I don't function well on like less sleep. So yeah, I don't know. I probably should work out a plan for it because I haven't figured out yet. I feel like I just stopped functioning and I'm like, I'm doing my stuff, but I'm not, I'm not fun. I'm just like, if it's one of those super long days and very physical and like like 35 takes of a fall on hard ground like yeah i just keep on going but um mm, i probably should work out a plan as i said because i don't really do anything but i probably should there's a lot of room for improvement we all can improve we will but we will never reach perfect Oh yeah, no, it's impossible. Yeah. Joel, what do you do besides training? I mean, what do you do like in your life? How does a normal Monday look like for you from the moment you wake up? The Monday. So now it's, it's Corona time, right? <laughs> because normally it's not this lax. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm reading, like I'm reading some books. Lately I've been reading Dune because I'm looking forward to Dennis Villeneuve's version of this Doom. I personally am a big fan of Denis. This, this uh, Quebec French director, he did uh, Blade Runner as well, and uh, uh, Sicario and, and some Arrival, some great movies. They're reading that book, drinking my coffee in the morning. Um, and then it depends on, I try to, it, for me, it's quite important to have some kind of balance. So still have some kind of social life and, and meeting some people and, and, and maybe over lunch, uh, I catch up with a friend uh, and then try to plan out my two different sessions of training, depending on when, when the training would start and, and end. I would, I would uh, adapt the day accordingly. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's uh, quite relaxed now. So even though I train twice a day, they, there's there's a lot of time to like now speak with you or have some good coffee sit on the balcony read a book um yeah watch some movies study i'm learning i'm, I'm practicing judo which i'm new to so i'm trying to learn all the different terminology of those throws and the techniques and that's a lot so there's always something to do but i do yeah. like I, I do like editing as well and and and, and that thing so I, sometimes i try to Get into some work on the computer as well. This, yeah, there's so much to work on. So, yeah. what do you edit? Like pictures or uh, videos? So it would be like anything like um, related because a lot of a lot of stunt uh, uh, stunt stunt work will also be of uh, proof of concepts. 
So for example, if you have a sequence that's about to be shot, a lot of times the director wouldn't understand how it would look when it's shot if you just watch a, a, a sequence of moves. So it helps if the stunt team will film it. Uh, it's called a previs. You film it as a previs and, and perform it and, and put everything, you, you, you build like the, all the different geographies. If it's a room, you build the dimensions with the boxes, cardboard boxes, just because it's super easy to move around. So you build the walls and can move it around super easy. And then you perform the thing there, film it in the, in the angles that look best according to the fight choreographer and coordinator. Um, and uh, and all the effects, you know, if it would be some kind of superhero movie, there's a lot of effects or explosions and stuff, you would add it. So I would be um, editing or learning about editing or editing on clips if I, I don't shoot much myself, but sometimes I, I do some kind of short action sequence or something and try to edit that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's cool that you're reading a lot, Joel. What can you name the the book that uh, one book that have massively impacted your life? All right. So lately, I quite enjoyed that one, a book of um, Hans Rosling, Swedish scientist. Uh, he passed away. I think uh, he is a Swedish doctor. I think he passed away like two years ago, and I think he's a, worked as a stat, statistician like analyzing a lot of uh, statistics and 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 uh, it's called factfulness this book um and it's all about like the world is not as bad as people like to think at present um so for example like he would like just put down facts like the fact of what is happening with uh, how many people is dying presently at young age and compared that to the numbers 20 years back and uh, it all points that everything is better apart of the the the, um, the nature and the uh, uh, carbon dioxide um lexus effect the fuck how do you say it? <laughs> that's a good question um uh the pollution yeah let's call it the pollution yeah that's not that's not yeah the swinglish but yeah a part of that, everything else is getting better. So, so and he's, he's using facts and he's a great uh, scientist and, and it's just a nice way of like, because a lot of times the media will, will give you a picture of everything is worse and everything's tough. And, but still, like if you are born, if you have to choose a year to be born of and you don't know your gender, you don't know your sexual orientation, you don't know what uh, skin color you will have, uh, the best year to be born is uh, according to the, this book and what I believe as well is 2020 or now it's it's better now than it was before maybe with a small parenthesis of um, COVID-19 which is not super cool but um, it, it's all getting better um, and it's it, it's a good book factual factfulness it's just it's just speaking about all these different parameters that is getting better um, yeah in life yeah. people are getting better richer less people are starving to death and, and it's not perfect there's a lot of improvements to be made but it's getting better so it's it's kind of giving you this positive view of life and then it's room for improvements but it's still we shouldn't think that it's worse and getting harder because it's, that's not true joel I'm, I'm curious also i mean you're you're surrounded by a lot of uh 
celebrities and, and famous people. But when you, the, the last few years and, and maybe now, I don't know, do you have any role models? Do you have any mentors that you've been looking up to? Those, these can be people that you know or people that you don't know that you just sort of like, yeah. It's not about them, but you really look up to, to them and you see them as role models. There's so many people. There's a lot of people I would look up to and like influence me, like people I work with. Like good, great performers that are humble and just doing their job really well. And, and there's a lot of them, actually. Uh, and, and athletes as well. And, and I work with some actors that are uh, incredibly warm and, and humble, even though they are stars. Like, yeah, I don't feel like I need to name names because there's a lot of them. And, and yeah, it's like, and it's people influence me in different ways. Like you learn from a lot of people. Like, so it's, it's uh, every second person in my life was, has taught me something, I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I think it's also the, the, the career, like the movie industry, there's a lot of like, yeah, a lot of very nice, humble people. That's nice to hear. Mm. That's nice. It, can, it can go both ways. There's also some not so nice people, but, but there's for every, there's, there's, there's really both, both ways, but yeah. I guess it's all about sticking to the, the humble and the, the nice people, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because as you said before, it's um, like the people you surround yourself with, that's, uh, it's, um, you get affected by them and, and slowly you turn into what, how they see you and what you learn from is how you, like over time, will turn into. So, so yeah, super important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... You become the average of your five closest friends. So, yeah. absolutely. I think that's right. Let's say in the last five years, um, yeah. what new belief or what new behavior has improved your health? Do you have any new behaviors or beliefs that you have changed? Improved my health. Improved your health or improved anything in your life? Like my life. Yeah. A lot of things. I think my, I think I actually started to do this kind of like, investing money in travel and experiences i started to do that about five years ago maybe it was six but about five years ago so that one for sure and then like something specific right now i'm i'm uh, i'm doing keto diets just because i have time to spend some like make my own food and, and control that and i feel better from it but that's something very like personal <laughs> maybe not super interesting but that's working for me the keto diet and uh yeah i mean reading books I think like I think it's super important to 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 be able to focus on something like read a book for for a couple of hours, one hour, two hours a day. Because nowadays we have like Instagram, which is watch something five seconds, and the next five seconds, and YouTube, which is like five minutes. Next five minutes, you, your attention span gets so so bad. So I feel like personally, what I need to work on and what I enjoy is 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 to do something like read a book, because then you focus on something. For longer time so that's some behaviors that i probably uh, am working on or like changed me interesting yeah. with the keto diet what has changed like what what are the changes in the body and health you have seen no I, for me keto is just um 
because it's basically just eat more fat and cut the carbs. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's how I understand it. Might be a, a bit wrong, but yeah. Uh, so eating a lot of avocados and salmon, fish, and and asparagus and and, and good stuff. You can eat cheese as well, um, halloumi, feta, all of these things, and and. No, I feel like I'm, I'm leaning up. I'm losing some fats and I'm not losing my muscles. Uh, for me, it's working really good. Um, but normally I try to do that as well. Like just switch up my diet a little bit for a month, two months. And then, yeah, just just like switch stuff up to, to, to not like to shock the system a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that one is, uh, I can recommend that. It's, uh, it's quite cool. It's uh, like over three weeks, I really leaned up. and. Um, yeah, lost. I can start to see my apps again. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. What's the most worth worthwhile investment you made? It could be in money, time, or or energy. Uh, my, I don't know. I just bought I just bought some airline stocks like two weeks ago. And that's quite interesting, just because it's like that's a not the safest bet now in this COVID, but it's uh, it's not as it's not a worthwhile. It's just something I just did, and it's interesting because it's going like crazy, but it's super cheap. So I think it's going to go up. Um, and I think time. I think uh, in time traveling, like that's that's the most important. Like all the different experiences, I think this the things I've been doing. It's also for example, say that uh, like the movie industry, like this is all something like I hurt myself really bad and I can't continue to do it or it's quite volatile, like it, it changes as well. So, but then I have different interests. I've been some diving, you know, riding and freelancing and like, and, and from trying new stuff, you get quite um, open to trying new stuff. So I feel like there's always different paths to take in case. And that's like worth the investment because, you know, people that aren't as, or like are used to have the same job and just do one thing for, for 10, 15 years, 20 years, and then they lose their job now, maybe in, in the COVID-19 and, and it's very difficult to to motivate and, and, and find something to do in the spare time. Uh, I think that's tough. So, so investing money and time into traveling and new experiences and education, licenses of different sorts, it feels like always worth it you know? yeah absolutely i agree 100 percent. you know like investing in experiences over materialistic stuff all right joel um it's been a pleasure to have you here where um do you have an upcoming movie or something that people can check you out on that you can mm -hmm. talk about i mean it's very difficult to say now because they covid 19 situation so everything is on hiatus it's on, on lockdown so I don't know what will continue, and, uh, uh, but uh, I have to work on The Witcher season two. Um, hopefully, I will be on that one. That be uh, that was planned at least. Um, uh, yeah, and I enjoyed the first season, so that's cool. And I, it's very much the style which I like: swords and and yeah, it's. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to say too much because uh, who knows this crisis, if it's continuing, let's see. 
Where I know you're humble, Joel, but where can people watch that? Is that on Netflix or Amazon? Or? Witcher is on, uh, is on Netflix. Um, uh, yeah, the, the first season is on Netflix, and that's a good, a very good one. Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, and wh where else? Where can people find find you on the internet to learn more about you? About you, where can they go to say hello to you on social media? Uh, is anything uh, special you would like them to check out, particularly? I don't know. If you're interested in movies, I have IMDb, of course. You can find it there under Joel Adrian. Uh, my Instagram is, I think, Joel Adrian or Joel Adrian Slato. That's late. It's Where's weird surname? Yeah, I'll probably put uh, most of my stuff on Instagram. I don't know. I probably should make like a YouTube channel or something, but that's that's probably where I'm posting most of my stuff. But yeah, it, it's not too much. <laughs> I like to keep humble. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. I see that. Yeah. No, that's great, Joel. I mean, I, I love the humbleness, you know, and I try myself as well to keep both feet on the ground. And I think... Um, I'm lucky to have parents who have told me a lot about humbleness, but I think martial art teach you a lot of humbleness too, you know? Yeah, that's true. Thank you very much, Joel. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good, have a good night. Take care. You too. Thank you for listening to Fika with Rice. I hope you enjoyed the show. Who do you want to have on our show? Let us know by sending me an email at frederick at absoluteinternship.com. And before you go, if you like this conversation, don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes or Spotify to get to listen to more inspirational stories and life hacks. We'd really appreciate it. See you next time and much gratitude for listening.